Hello and welcome to a special holiday end of the year episode of The Sizzle Reel. I'm Elizabeth Campbell. And I'm Will Koenig. We have a hot take podcast for you today because we're going to be discussing first Coco, the movie that came out this week. So, Will, what did you think of Coco? Okay, what did I think of Coco? I loved Coco. It was, ama- it was, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. It was the beautiful. The music was wonderful. Great music. There needed to be a little bit more, but what they had was amazing, and it's just a great story. I'd like to point out that he texted me after he saw it and said that it was in his top three greatest movies of the whole year. 2017 out of all time. Make I said the clear. whole year. Yeah, no, sure. 2017 is Make the sure no one thinks it's my year. favorite movie of like all time, and it's not there. But of 2017, well, yes. The hot take comes in the part that I did not like Coco. Hmm. I I thought it was I thought it was predictable, and I I can't hum I mean, a it, single song. It is song a child's movie. We're pointing that out. They're but, trying not to make the plot. Okay, but like, like Frozen wasn't predictable. I was surprised by Frozen. I freaking love it. I was surprised. Okay, I wasn't surprised in any point by Tangled, but I still loved it. There was enough. I am a huge Disney fanatic. I wanted to love this movie. There's nothing surprising about most of their movies that that are good. I dragged my family to go see this movie, and did they all hate it too? No, my mom yeah. loved it. My dad fell asleep during it. I mean, it's not it's saying, not a dad movie. I wanted to take them because I was so excited for this movie, and I wanted to see it so badly. And it was beautiful. The animation was beautiful. I just couldn't get attached to any of the characters. You didn't like Hector? Not Hector. What about Miguel? Miguel? Miguel. Miguel. Okay, so can we go to the spoiler part of the movie? Because that's my biggest complaint. Not yet. It's oh, been I'm a minute sorry. forty. But, All right. Um, well, <laughs> I guess we'll go my to our compla- overall reaction. I'm sorry. My complaint with Miguel is just his logic in a lot of situations, and the lack thereof. I mean, he's a kid. He's immature. Of course, he's not going to make the greatest decisions or like the most mature decisions. But overall, I like this movie a lot. Nine point five out of ten. Overall, I'd give it like. A five. What'd you give mother? I think I gave mother a one because okay. she told me I couldn't do negatives. So it was it was much, much better than mother. I I enjoyed Coco. I wasn't checking my watch during Coco, but I think it was Coco was built up so much for me because you told me it was going to be amazing. My best friend told me it was going to be amazing. He was like, I cried. I bawled during Coco. He's like, you're going to cry during every Coco Every other too. critic said it was going to be amazing. Yeah, see, every other critic. So I think that was part of my... Like, I went in with such high expectations, and I was like, eh. Okay, spoiler section, because if you wanted to say something. Yes, spoiler section. I've been holding on to this for however long we've been recording. When when he comes back, and his job is to make Mama Coco remember... Why did he not start with the song "Remember Me"? First off, he's a he's a kid. Probably easily forgot that would have been a good solution. And he was emotional. He was How freaking he out because it's, his father. It's well, literally was, called his, "Remember his fa- Me." His family literally. was about to like the the what uh, good good with names. It is uh what's his, what is his name? Uh, hot, okay, Hector. No, no, because it's not Hector. Is it Hector? It is Hector. Hector is his great, great, great. Hector was about to disappear from the land of the dead, which means they're gone forever in any world. And so he was freaking out. He's like, he needed to go yell at his grandmother to hurry up and remember really quick. And it wasn't like the first thing that popped in head, let me sing. His first thing was like, do you remember? Do you remember? Let me talk to you real quick. And then after a while, he did remember. I mean, I'm just saying for like the reoccurring theme of remember me and like Hector being, this is the special song. I would sing me Eha all the time. Why that wasn't his his logic of how they remember her, I will not understand. 
And how you don't remember any of the songs, I don't understand. I think that's a you problem. I'm kidding. But like, it could be a me problem. There's, there's three that are really good. So I'm like saying there were three different songs in there. Oh my god, there's more than three. I'm saying there's three that are really good, and they could have used more because like I, I loved the three that were in there that I liked a lot. But like, like I wanted more songs to to get into to listen to after the movie, other than three. But Tris, as they would say. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this maybe you can explain this logic hole for me because this sparked a lot of debate. So someone in the living world has to remember you in order for you to stay alive in the land of the dead. Why doesn't Miguel going back to the land of the living and remembering Hector count? The only thing I can think of for that is you have to remember them when they were alive. So it wouldn't help that he knew him in the land of the dead because he didn't know him at all in, in life. And she was the only one left that knew her, knew him from that. Like, but then once, because then when she dies, everyone else still knows, and he still gets to come back to the land of the living because his picture's on the ofrenda, even though like everyone who knew him in life I is now know. dead. I don't know. See, that's <laughs> who my, cares? That was, that's not the plot of the movie. My other complaint was like Miguel's refusing to leave Hector because he needs the picture, and I'm like, just take the flower and go back. You don't need the picture. You will remember him. I mean, yeah, he wouldn't be able to cross over, but, like, the picture's gone. Count your losses and move on. Also, it was a very sweet moment at the end when he was singing to the group. It was a very sweet moment. That was very emotional. And and then that was an emotional moment that was well done. I'm not saying it was a bad movie by any means. I enjoyed it. It was emotional. It made me feel. It made (laughs) me laugh. But I just was expecting so much more. Also, something I did not realize was there was a voice cameo by Gabriel Iglesias, if you know who he is, stand-up comedian. Do you not like him? Wait. Oh, no, that's Enrique Iglesias. Yeah, I no, don't like. No, talking, Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel, I do like. Carry on. Fluffy guy. Yeah, he's the popcorn guy. Yeah, and uh, he, he was, like, apparently, like, the guy in, like, the, uh, what was, like, the police station who was, like, one of the people that was in it for, like, 20 seconds. But still, he was in it for 20 seconds. I'm not sure why, but I guess he really wanted to be. Fun cameos. Matt Damon was in Thor for 20 I know, seconds I for did. no reason. I told my friend, I'm like, that's Matt Damon. He's like, Matt Damon's not in Thor. While we were watching it, like, that's not him. I'm like, yes, that is. That's totally Matt Damon. And he didn't believe me until I found out after that it was legitimately. You showed him. Yeah. It was a sweet story about family. The music was catchy for some people. Yeah. I'm just saying. For most people. Temper your expectations before you go see Coco. Okay. <laughs> and on that cheerful note, because Will just absolutely loves hearing my unpopular opinion, we're now going to change it up and do the special end of the year part of our podcast episode. So Will instructed me, because Will is the real leader of this podcast, that we are going to talk about our top five favorite movies of the year and our least favorite worst three movies of the year. So let's hear your top five list first, Will. All right. So what I want to do is like I will give you like my number five and then you'll do your number five. Oh. And then what you? So See? it's like we're not all like, you guys. just listing them off and like he's the boss going through quickly so my number five which is kind of like a cheap out because i had like tied for two for number five i guess which was blade runner 2049 and dunkirk because i love both of those movies but neither of them were good enough to move up on my list over anything dunkirk is being so undervalued right there in that ranking (laughs) my top five that is not (laughs) undervalued i've seen a lot of movies this year to put it out there a lot of movies i've seen one at least once a week so, I like Dunkirk. I thought was amazingly done with the, the editing, the sound editing, the, the cinematography. I just really liked it. Blade Runner was like one of the best sequels I've ever seen because the first movie's not that great in my opinion. I guess it's a product of its time, but that movie was just amazing. Everything about it. But that is my number five. 
Dun, dun, dun. All right. I assume I'm not supposed to rebuttal. I'm just supposed to say my number five now. I mean, we, I mean like, because I mean, really, Blade Runner, but, top five. Do you really? Like, I, I think you have the most unpopular opinion of movies right now because, like, I'm not the only one who thinks that. I that mean, was a, sure an amazing that. Movie. that movie needed to be like 45 minutes shorter. Shouldn't it be 45 minutes longer? And your top. Five. <laughs> and my top. Okay. So, my number five favorite movie was It. I thought it was really interesting. I wasn't expecting to like it. Um, my friend, who was obsessed with the book, took me. He's like, no, we need to see this movie. I saw, obviously saw it for this podcast. I really enjoyed it. I didn't. It wasn't as scary as I think the trailers made out to be because yeah. they did a lot of the, like, ah, like scares in the trailer they showed in the movie. But I thought it was really well done. The characters, even though they were children, were really good actors. And I just really enjoyed the story crafted as it was. Yes. Uh, if I had a top 10, it probably would have been there. It was not in the top five. But I, I liked that movie a lot this year, too. I, that was like the first horror movie I've ever seen in a theater, too. That's how much I wanted to go see it. Because <laughs> I don't see horror movies. But I went and saw that. And Willing you're right. It. it wasn't like completely horror. It was like an actual story and like characters with plot, which horror movies don't generally have. So True. Plot was, is important it, in a movie. It was good. It was You heard very it here good. first, folks. <laughs> All right. Number four, Wonder Woman. Love that movie so much. Yep. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. It's got great <laughs> that's action. That's all he has to say Gal about Gadot that. is amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. She's awesome, badass, and I love the movie. I like Chris Pine, so I'll let you have that one. Okay. <laughs> my number four which will probably be a very unpopular opinion from the man next to me I really enjoyed Happy Death Day oh, I never actually got to see that so I have no opinion on that bam then I get to say it was top five movies of the year <laughs> well you're top five of the year but like what did you like about it I liked it it was because it was one of those like you knew it was going to be an awful, like, sorority scary movie. But it, like, it had surprises in it. I was surprised at some points, And it didn't take itself too seriously so that you could just, like, laugh and enjoy the ridiculousness of it all and not, like, have to actually be like, ugh. Like, it was just fun and enjoyable. I was entertained and enjoyed. All right. So is that three now? Uh, yep, no, number my three. number three is Coco, <laughs> which I guess you just heard what I thought about it. And you can read about it on 360. But, yeah, go see Coco. Seriously, support it because it was either that or Justice League, and clearly Coco was the better movie to go see. I'll second that. I will second <laughs> that opinion that Coco is better than Justice League. Uh, my number three was Spider-Man Homecoming. I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I normally cannot stand awkward scenes in movies. I have been known to literally <laughs> leave the room or cover my eyes and ears and just not handle it well at all. And Spider-Man had some really awkward movie scenes, but I still enjoyed it so much and the humor and the execution was so well done that I just thought it was a great movie that I really enjoyed. Hmm. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. You know, I'm not a Marvel fan. I, we don't need to get into that. No, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a whole separate that's, debate. That's a whole separate debate. And you thought the Coco one was heated. Yeah. Yeah, no, mine's very unpopular, though. <laughs> very unpopular. But my second favorite movie is Baby Driver. Absolutely awesome movie. Loved it so much. Like, just the way it moves with the music, and it's just almost perfect, except for Kevin Spacey. But, you know, he's not an integral part of that movie. I mean, I don't think that we can, like... Judge how good Baby Driver yeah. was on Kevin Spacey's behavior no. at like no, but I, love I mean that it was movie. still That's, a great it's movie. Clear <laughs> my, it's on my top five. It's number two. Didn't take that away from me, but I enjoyed it. I liked Baby Driver. I thought it was, it was entertaining. Which like I know it's like it's the thing I keep saying over and over again. <laughs> That's really all I'm looking for in a movie. So it's entertaining. So well, yeah. I I, I thought it was like I said I thought, again. I thought it was good, but I wasn't like oh, Baby Driver. Okay, number two for you. My number two was Kong Skull Island. 
Interesting choice. <laughs> Which I went in. I saw it because I was at the beach with friends, and I had gotten so badly sunburned that I wanted to do something indoors, and it was the only movie out there. And I just ridiculously enjoyed that movie. And normally I can't watch, I can't even watch Bambi because I'm afraid of how the animal's going to get hurt. But Kong Skull Island, I just enjoyed immensely. The cast was great. The, I mean, other than Samuel Jackson, he drives me crazy. But he was supposed to drive me crazy in this role. So he did that perfectly. So I thought the characters were really great. The setting was really cool. It set up for a whole new series of movies. I just, I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I mean, I'm on, on your side on that one. I, I really did enjoy it. It was like one of those movies I went in and I'm like, this is going to be garbage in a way. And I'm like, wow, that was actually really entertaining. And I liked it a lot. So, yeah, I, I mean, it did set up for a bunch of movies to come to the future. So yeah. that was interesting. Plus Tom Hiddleston. Can't go wrong there. All right. Is now time for... Did you do your number one? No, I haven't done my one. That's why I'm going to do a drum roll for your number one. Oh, that's right. I'm like, I didn't do mine either. Yeah. Yeah, So since Will is, I think, (laughs) arguably the more legitimate film critic, let's do a drum roll for your number one movie. Uh, Logan. Ta-da! Superhero movie, which was actually should have been Marvel and usually don't like, but it's 20th century because, you know, copyright issues. But Logan was by far my favorite movie of the year and is what I want every superhero movie to be in a way, not a Western. It doesn't need to be a Western movie for every superhero. But like the fact that it took superhero movie and made it something outside of a superhero movie and like the things it did. It was a Western. Superhero movies aren't normally like. It was emotionally, very emotionally and impactful, which most superheroes are, again, not like you're invested in the characters and the acting, which is amazing, which, again, superhero movies, the acting isn't like the focal point. So it does everything a normal superhero movie doesn't normally do, and that is why it's my favorite. I have not seen Logan, so I will have to take Will's word for it, but I've been told multiple times that I should see said movie. you should. There we go. And yet another one. Well, much less suspense. My number one movie was Dunkirk. I saw it three times in theaters, which was like an emotional roller coaster. But, oh, it was so good. Yeah. No, I actually went so with good. like four people who didn't like it. And I was like, oh, wow, I guess I'm the only one who likes it. To find out that they were the only ones who didn't like it. So, so my <laughs> friends went to see it before me and they were like telling me about it. And they were like, yeah, that movie was so boring. There was no action. And they went to see it and I was like, no action. I was worried about every single person for every moment of the movie. It was fantastic. Oh, so good. It, it's going to win awards. It's the cinematography, director, Christopher Nolan, not Best Picture. It'll be nominated, but that, it's going to win awards, technical awards and all that. So you don't have nothing to worry about that. Woo! Go see Dunkirk right. after you see Logan. Now for the positive part of the thing. The worst three movies of the year. <laughs> oh, this was an easier choice. Uh, are we starting from, like, number one worst or number three worst? Number three worst. Number three worst. So I'll go first for this round. Okay. So my number three worst was Justice League. It uh, It just had that same dark, too much going on predictable feel so not a fan yeah i mean it was i I was disappointed in it but i I definitely thought it was because we me and my friend we have the unpopular opinion where we sort of enjoyed uh batman v superman so (gasps) i just lost all credibility there a little bit you're supposed to be the legit movie critic we sort of enjoyed it and this one we, we were like we were more disappointed by this one for sure just like there was things like there was redeeming qualities of it like the flash was set up perfectly and i am excited for his movie Beyond belief. And Aquaman was pretty good. And, and Wonder Woman. 
I think it's just hard because I had the lowest of expectations for all DC movies, and then Wonder Woman like slightly built them up again, and then Justice League yeah. just ruined everything they had done. <laughs> to be fair, DC has so much better source material and characters; they just don't know how to do it in Ooh, theaters. Another oh, hot take: we're by going far to... better than Marvel at source material. Oh, by far, so so untrue. But, but what was your third <laughs> least favorite movie? Well, okay. so we prevent another civil war. I actually there. made a change because not many people. Were, well, okay, first off, it, this was because it was disappointing, not because it was like technically the worst movie, but it was my least favorite. Like was, three was Kingsman. But then I thought about a movie I saw earlier this year that I'm like, wow, I really did not enjoy it. And it was called Colossal. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah, no, it's got uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, it's kind of like an indie like indie movie. But it wasn't like because it had Anne Hathaway. It wasn't like super indie. But like it was just weird. And I don't even know how to explain it in the short enough amount of time. I did not enjoy it. It was just one of those artsy movies that wasn't good. All right. I can respect that. Um, my number two least favorite movie was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Dear God, it was good pick, so huh? bad. And I'm mostly, I feel personally victimized because <laughs> I saw that movie for Keira Knightley. My, and like 90% of the reason I saw that movie was for Keira Knightley. 10% was for Orlando Bloom. And together, they were in that movie for maybe three minutes of screen time. You had the worst time then. So I was just personally victimized by Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that was a really bad movie. My friends thought it was actually okay, and I was just like, what did you just watch? Because I didn't see the same thing. <laughs> Clearly, we were seeing different Because that movies. was just complete and utter garbage. I don't know if it was worse than On Stranger's Tides. Uh, On Stranger's no, it, Tide. was, it was worse than On Stranger's Tides. I think Tides. those were like equal for me in terms of how bad they were, because th- those were both bad Pirates movies, and they need to stop now. Well, because at least On Stranger Tides, Johnny Depp looked like he cared a little bit. Yeah. He cared... Like, I... It wasn't like a best actor performance, but he cared a little bit. Whereas in Dead Men Tell No Tales, he legitimately looked like he was just drunk <laughs> through yeah, the whole no, movie. Yeah, no, that scene where he was like, like he was like in a safe and he was like supposed to be drunk. I'm like, oh wow, he didn't have to prepare for that. Part. This is this was not acting. This was him. <laughs> this just was him that day sitting in a costume. But yeah, no, I agree with that choice. But my number two was more because I have a hatred toward these types of movies, and that is Beauty and the Beast. I hate remakes Tale of good movies. I hate remakes of movies that are already good and were already made long ago. If you remake a bad movie, fine, because you want to make it better. Why do you pick movies that are already, one, either perfect or amazing, which is what they're doing with Lion King and Beauty and the Beast? What room do you have to grow? None. And People went and saw it, made it so much more, so much money, but like it was nearly, not nearly as good as the first one at all. And it was just not, there was no point. A lot I of will, auto-tune, so much auto-tune. I will give that a firm seconded, that it was not nearly as good as the first one. Also, dear Lord, Emma Watson cannot sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they may try. They tried hard. Dwayne The Rock <laughs> Johnson and Moana did better. Ugh, <sighs> that's untrue. The only redeeming qualities of Beauty and the Beast is honestly just LeFou and Gaston. I enjoyed that so much. That character dynamic. Josh and just, Gad. Josh Gad can sing. Um, uh, Luke Evans can sing. Like The two side characters. Honestly, it just should have been a side quest of LeFou and Gaston. Okay, and her number one, which should not be surprising to those who have listened or know her. Mother. <laughs> oh, it was such a bad movie. It dragged on. It was boring. Didn't make any sense. The camera work was shaky and gave me a headache. I checked my watch three times while sitting in the movie theater to see if it was over yet. So I mean, clearly I don't agree, but clearly it isn't even in my top 20, like, if I had to do it. It's just a movie I saw this year that I kind of enjoyed for certain reasons, but... Uh, my number one is clearly not because I was disappointed. Well, I was disappointed, but it was just such a bad movie. It's just a bad movie, The Mummy with Tom Cruise. 
Oh, what an awful movie. (laughs) What an awful movie. Tom Cruise couldn't even fix that piece of garbage. That honestly falls under the same logic of Beauty and the Beast of remaking a movie that was already pretty good. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the first original movie. And they won. They didn't even cameo Brandon Fraser, which was already a disappointment for me when they they didn't do that. And two, it's just, it was bad. And whatever she was, it didn't feel like a mummy movie. It just felt like like a monster movie that she was some sort of monster. And it was so bad, I have proof of how bad it was, that it literally destroyed their idea of having a Monsters Universe, and they've already canceled it because of how bad that movie did. So there's your proof of how bad that movie is. But I think overall, 2017 has been an enlightening time for movies. Good movies. Go see The Shape of Water and go see Coco. And you can check out Will's interview for The Shape of Water on TC360.com. Well, we've reached the end of another podcast and potentially the end of another podcast season. So I just want to take this time to say thank you so much to everyone who's stuck with us, who's listened as far as the end of our weekly thank yous. (laughs) I'm honestly impressed by your dedication and it means the world to me. Yep. Thank you, Topher. This is one of my friends who is the only one who probably listens still. Well, shout out to Topher. (laughs) All righty then. MVP fan. (laughs) Till next time. Thanks for listening, everyone.